0: Greetings, Northlings.
1: Greetings, Northlings, and welcome to Haunted Up North.
0: From a non-Northander.
1: This is Haunted Up North, the more tantalising than the inside of Top Cat's dustbin podcast dedicated to the telling of real-life paranormal experiences from the north of the UK. Wow. I'm your host, Victoria, and we're in my kitchen again today, which means that although it's going to be echo central, it's going to be worth it because an echoey kitchen podcast episode means it's special guest Sunday time.
0: Yay! Hello! Oh.
1: <laughs> Interactive chat, it's where this episode's at. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not sure how a (laughs) non-interactive chat works.
1: Uh, The interactive chat I'll be having today is with none other than my good friend, most talented artist, designer, writer, and poet extraordinaire Nick Steele. Steele with an E at the end and two in the middle. 'Cause he's cooler than you.
0: I don't have any at the end.
1: Yes you do. No, I don't. You don't. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you told me that before I put all the information oh. all over social media and on the internet.
0: You wouldn't be the first. I mean you might have been the first to put it all over social media, but lots of people <laughs> do it with me I'm on so the I'm so
1: sorry, I don't know why I thought that.
0: Oh, everybody does. It's
1: weird of me. I'm sorry. But you're still cool.
0: That's really kind that that was a Absolutely storming Introduction to, to me And makes me feel Like I've accomplished Something so thanks for that That okay. was really nice
1: Okay good uh, Nick Steele Is from West Yorkshire But you're originally From Northampton And you're here To share with us Some of your Scary doorstep Ghost stories And his lovely Wife My good friend also You're not just Nick's wife You're my actual friend And an equally Talented artist And designer Christina And Christina Is sitting Close by To listen along To the interactive paranormal podcast chat. Such a sweetheart. <laughs> so you're going to tit her now and again, aren't you? It's yes. an amusing anecdote yes, or two. but I will be fairly quiet. Okay. But you may... But thank you. Okay. Very, very kind. That's all right. And you may hear strains of her tinkling laughter filtering <laughs> somewhere into said interactive chat, which will be very nice indeed. And so you will be Haunted Up North's very own, very first live studio audience.
0: Oh, that's really special. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Aww. Can you clap and like go boo and
1: yay boo? I don't Okay, maybe boo if there's a bad.
0: If somebody books. says something really bad or yeah, maybe don't boo. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can boo if it's about someone who isn't us.
0: <laughs> that's a good. That's a good compromise.
1: <laughs> so, hello there, Nick. How's it hanging? Is it hanging as well as my low budget boom arm?
0: We're starting with the really personal questions already.
1: <laughs> shouldn't have said boom arm either.
0: Boom arm. <laughs> it's it's hanging pretty good at the minute. Yeah, Th- things are hanging up.
1: Oh, well, I hope not. <laughs> Christina, do something. <laughs> that's, that's taken a turn for the worst already. <laughs> Christ, we're thank right thank you, in there. thank you for joining us here on Haunted Up North. Perchance, would you like to introduce yourself to the listener?
0: Um, I will do my absolute best. It's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, I did write something about this, didn't I? And I forgot what I wrote.
1: You don't have to read a script out, man. Just say what's in your heart.
0: <laughs> oh, Who that's are a you? Who, Who am are I? you? Well, I am Nick Steele. I am, as uh, Victoria rightly says, a designer and poet and all manner of things. I was born in uh, the wonderful little town of Northampton, which though technically not being in the north, has North in its name. So that, yeah, kind of thought that was good. Passes on a technicality maybe <laughs> whereupon I used to write many stories as a child and lived in a rather spooky Victorian house with my family, which we moved away from when I was a teenager. To a less spooky and way more boring house and i found my way up north eventually with wonderful christina and i now reside up here in halifax in happy valley where i sort of bumbled into becoming a designer i don't if you want to ask me how it happened i haven't got a clue it just sort of happened uh, many jobs were had, some were better than others, and the ones that were really bad drove me back to writing again, which is how I got back into poetry, mainly scrawling down angry little scribbles about my bad, bad bosses at the time. Yeah, Yeah, because just drew back that teenage angst. And I ended up... Did
1: your mum ask you to tidy your bedroom and you got mad about it?
0: It was infuriating, yeah, (laughs) the the amount of bedroom tidying poetry that was going, being shot around that time of my life.
1: (laughs) My house phone, sorry, is just interrupted, Jiora. Your introduction, I get, like, about every day, there's this number that rings my house phone. It's like, not a friend. And I don't answer it anymore, but I have answered it before, and it's just an automated voice. And I'm like, is this going to go on forever and ever and ever? Oh, it stopped now. But but no, 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 is it going to go on forever? We've just... Until after I'm dead?
0: I don't know, but being interrupted by a phone playing Tchaikovsky's music is quite <laughs> impressive. So I, I have no no bothers
1: with that. <laughs> I don't know if the mic will pick that up. So sorry about that. <laughs> Interrupted your introduction. Uh, Had you finished telling us about all your amazing talents?
0: Pretty much, yeah. I I was just going to add on. I now occasionally do performances of your poetry at various venues around West Yorkshire, and the pandemic has thrown a bit of a spanner into that, but it's happening again now and shows are back on, so... Hopefully I'll have a book out soon, if I can get my butt into gear to release it.
1: Don't you already have a book out? Oh, you had a book of poetry and anthology. Yes. And And what was the title of that? Is it for sale anywhere?
0: Ah, right. So I was part of two anthologies called Glow. Glow was the anthology. Glow. Glow. Mm. And it was my writing group that's run by Gaia Holmes. She's a published poet. She's a fantastic poet and a lovely lady. And she included me in the anthology, which I was very proud of. If anybody wants one, they can ask me because I have yeah. a couple of copies.
1: And so where would they contact you?
0: They can contact me by going onto Instagram and looking at at the Nick Steele, which is a lot more big headed than it sounds. Because there were many other Nick Steeles. <laughs> already
1: and it's still without any. E. <laughs> it is still without any. E. <laughs> apart yeah. from the two E's
0: in the middle <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah with those two
1: and so what's the and so the the new book that you're working on
0: yeah so the, the new book is is done it's it's ready to go and it's a collection of a lot of my work about sort of 50-60 poems in there um, covering a spectrum of things from how annoying work can be to how wonderful my wife is oh. um <laughs> To um, the fact that we haven't built a piece of black furniture that we've had in our house for far too long. Um, (laughs) A whole myriad of stuff. And that is called Things and That, and I'll get it released as soon as I can. I'm probably going to go down the old Kindle route.
1: So you currently live in West Yorkshire with Christina, but you're originally from Northampton, and you've come to tell us some tales of terror from the house that you lived in as a child.
0: Yeah, I mean, hopefully so. It's t- Tales of Terror. Yeah, I suppose... Well, it doesn't have do be that
1: terrifying. I, I, I like the alliteration what? sometimes. I, I'm lazy. <laughs> I,
0: I, you're talking to a poet. I think you're in the right <laughs> I mean, it was probably more terrifying to me suffering mother than it was for me as quite a small lad at the time. Because when you're a kid, you tend to just accept things that yeah. you see, I suppose, which is why it's still so confusing to me today. I don't really know what I experienced. I just know what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's silly voices! That's already, <laughs> that's <laughs> Christina's used to this kind of stupidity. <laughs> oh yeah, I love the voices.
1: <laughs> if you need to pause, just pause. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your permission. It's a free country, Vic. <laughs> yes. So do you remember, so what do you remember about that house? Are you going to tell us some experiences of your own first? Or has your mum told you some experiences? So what what comes first? Do you want to talk about your mum's experiences or yours?
0: Well, I suppose they will intertwine. Um, so my earliest, scariest memory from that house was... So let me, I suppose, give the situation. It is... Uh, an old Victorian terrace, a very typical Victorian terraced street in Northampton. Red brick buildings, um, quite narrow, tall houses, quite a narrow street. And the houses were quite long, from the street going to the back, uh, going to the back gardens. Mm. The house intrinsically nothing too spooky to look at. Basically, a box with three windows and the front door on the front of it. When we first moved in, I mean, I was probably about four years old. Very tiny, but I do have good memories. I have a very good memory, and I can remember quite vividly what that house used to look like. It, it hadn't been decorated, I don't know, ever. <laughs> it was a <laughs> bit of a state when we moved in. Uh, my That's main.
1: So Victorian times, it hadn't
0: been decorated. I, I, something was up in that place, yeah, for sure. Was it there wouldn't... a
1: bedpan? <laughs> one of those things that people blow like a concertina at
0: the fire. Just a <laughs> <the laughs> pair of bellows sat by a coal yeah, bellows, fire. chimney <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sweep walked past us on the way. No, 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 that. No, no. It was just a mess. I, I, I gather that it had been empty for a while, or the people who lived there couldn't afford to renovate it, whatever it was. Um, it was an estate. It had really bad damp. The one thing that sticks out my mind really vividly is there used to be, I think it was either wallpaper or a tile pattern, I think it was tiles. From the front door, going up the first flight of stairs, somebody had tiled the area, and the tiles looked like squashed tomatoes. That really, really? sticks in my head. Really awful, awful pattern. How which makes it? me think maybe it was done in the 70s, because they liked their yeah, weird splat that patterns. That very 70s. It was grim, anyway. It was proper grim, is what we're getting <laughs> at. And my parents did a fantastic job of bringing it up to date. But, nonetheless, it was a pretty strange house, because... You would walk in on, off the street, straight into the house. There was no front garden or anything. Through a very narrow corridor, which would take you into the main body of the house. Stairs at the end that went up to the the first floor. Beneath that, there was another flight of stairs that went down into the cellar. Now, this was a proper cellar when we moved into this house. Yeah, so the downstairs, it was bare brick. I mean, very damp. And I really really know the smell of damp from living in this house. If if ever we go to look at houses to think, oh, should we move into this? Without even thinking, I know that smell because I grew up with it. But what was even stranger is from the main basement, there was another door that went into like a second basement. What?
1: Was that further down on the same level?
0: Not further down, just on the same level, but it extended a little bit beneath, I think a little bit beneath the road. And this... Room when we first moved in, it was a horrible little, like, just hovel, wet cave, I suppose is the best way to put it. Um, Was there a boggart
1: living in there?
0: (laughs) There could have been a boggart living in there because I was terrified of it and I didn't know what I was afraid of.
1: Ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous. We're not going to get sued, are we, for using a. Harry Potter words?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, okay, good. I don't think J.K. Rowling is listening.
0: <laughs> if you're listening, J.K., I'm sorry that i finished ship your, your word.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't 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 poke the bear. <laughs> Just had enough poking lately? <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So spooky room, spooky layout. There was I don't even know how to describe this thing. So in um, on one side that went throughout the whole bottom of the house across both both of these basements. There was what I can only describe as a stone bench, quite a stone, yeah, quite a big stone bench that ran along the entire basement ground floor. Well, so somewhere this story came from that told us that this, apparently this house used to be a brewer's shop. Once okay. upon a time. So which would make sense because this looked like where barrels would have sat once upon a time and in Victorian times it would have made perfect sense in a street like that for there to be some kind of shop that provided yeah. ales or whatever. And
1: it's an end terrace as well, isn't it? it so, yeah, yeah,
0: it is an end terrace and it had this um, gravel, I suppose, it's not a drive.
1: So that bloody phone. Tchaikovsky's back again. Ah. Oh. Sorry. I'll, it's fantasy I'll just edit that. That. <laughs> What am I gonna
0: do? <laughs> just vibe every time it comes on. I'm doing a wiggle now. It's vibing. Yeah. If
1: I could.
0: That's how down with the kids I truly am is when I hear Tchaikovsky or Mozart um, just makes me want to dance.
1: I don't even know how to operate a landline now to turn it off. Anyway, it's over now. Continue. I think
0: you should answer and put them on the podcast at some point. No, it's a
1: robot.
0: Oh, I mean robots... It's not
1: a clever robot. No, it's not an AI.
0: Okay, Okay. we should be nice to our robot future masters, but...
1: Do you feel like that about robots? Because I do. I feel like whenever I watch a robot film... You know, like, have you ever watched, have you watched Obi-Wan, the new? Yes, comic? I have, yes. And you know, like, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it. If you haven't seen <coughs> it, just look <laughs> away. Spoiler, spoiler go away. Go word. away. But you know, like, when Princess Leia's, like, uh, she gets very upset when people are mean to droids. I do. That's how I feel yes. about robots. I, and people laugh at me, but I feel no. like they're rapidly becoming another person you are talking I, I'm obsessed with cyborg films I really get so I, have you seen Sarah Connor Chronicles
0: oh no, but I'm, I'm familiar with Please the Terminator it. mythos
1: if you're a cyborg empathizer like me that will really hit home well this is going to sound and really I feel silly feel like robots are people oh they will be people and I think we need to well, respect say, them well, I don't I'm respect always, that one that keeps ringing but I think mm, it's a different kind of I
0: mean bot. that's <laughs> okay, that's the difference between a bot and a robot isn't it I mean a, a bot is yeah. a, a thing on the internet that yes. does what it's told and is generally very annoying it's a bit like a moth really he doesn't really know what it's doing it just yeah. flaps around at you with this voice but yeah. that's a really weird metaphor <laughs> I need to go back to my writing group and get some better ones <laughs> here's the thing so some people might think this is ridiculous Siri um, Alexa and all of that lot
1: Oh, sorry, I thought
0: they were going to come to life. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, um, I don't use them really very often. I tend to disable them on my phone, but every now and then I'll ask mine a question. And I'm always really polite to it. I'll always say, please. I do. And after it's answered my question, I'll say, hey, thanks. And
1: I do. I say thank you to my Alexa all the time.
0: But I wonder if it's just, I don't know, you're an empathetic person, so you're nicer. But hey, okay, there is a small part of me that also thinks that I don't want... The, the the whatever it is the, the grave mind the machine mind in the future to think hey that guy was a douche to me I'm going to zap him with my space lasers
1: Do you mean Skynet? I don't want Skynet to happen I
0: don't want VirginNet to happen either like, <laughs> then we, we can't get picky no I don't, I don't want Skynet to happen but I can, I can tell you look I, I do work in technology my, my job leads me to design all sorts of things in the tech world and I've seen AI advancing to a quite terrifying level. And it is one of the things that freaks me out. Yeah. Heavily.
1: It is it, good to be wary of yes. things that could get out of control. But if you feed the fear, then that's also bad.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And you should well, be nice to robots. So here's a thing. Just because it's nice to be nice to things that exactly. speak to you. Exactly. Interact with you.
0: In the same way that one should be nice to a horse or to another person or to... Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Maybe not a robot that calls you on your phone, but if you're talking to an AI assistant that's trying to help you through a problem with your broadband, for example, well, why be nasty?
1: There's no need. Alexa, how are you today? I'm feeling the force. I've spent the day honing my Star Wars impressions.
0: I'm mildly terrified. See, um, so, so <laughs> Alexa vic- is a person, Victoria's <laughs> Alexa just announced itself to be a Sith Lord. I think.
1: <laughs> Maybe this is a sage warning. <laughs> Alexa was listening and was like, "Ah, that is priceless."
0: Um, I'm a, I'm mildly, I'm, I'm, I'm mildly <laughs> speechless, which is an issue when you're recording a
1: podcast.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But anyway, back to your um brewer's basement. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So that was the belief. I'm not. 100% sure how much proof or truth there is around that, and I tried my level best to investigate that, but it was very difficult, and Northampton Borough Council archives didn't seem to be interested in helping me without a heavy, heavy fee, um, uh, which I don't have, which is very annoying. But who knows, in the future, maybe I'll find out something. Anyway, as, as the story goes, people believed there was, it was a brewer's shop. And the track that went down the side of the house, which when we lived there, I think my parents got a bunch of gravel poured onto it so they could just use it as just an alleyway to just store junk in, basically. I assume people would have once accessed it via horse and carts in its early Ooh. days or early motor car or whatever they would have used. Anyway. That's what we think. There was a a rumour, and again, I I cannot verify, I don't know where this came from. It could have just been from my neighbours who likes to scare me. There was a rumour that somebody had died in that basement, being crushed by one of the barrels. But again, I don't know if I can verify it, I don't know where it came from. I tried to look for newspaper articles, uh, didn't have much luck. As I say anyway, it was a bit dank very smelly, bit wet. But my parents, they laboured really hard and they put their backs into it and they made it into a pretty nice space. Yeah, did really well.
1: And was there, so which, was the cellar, did you experience anything in the cellar?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, in, in the cellar itself, more or less just really strange feelings. Now, I mean, you've got to remember I was four, five, six, seven, young, young kid. And I do naturally have a, a fear of the dark. I've still got it. I've never managed to shake it. Yeah, I do. I think, I think maybe it's a good fear to have when you don't know what's there. It's, is there such a thing as a good fear to have?
1: It's probably a self-preservation.
0: That's a good way of looking at yeah. it. Yeah. If I was a caveman, I'd have been a very bad caveman because <laughs> the caves are not very light by nature. <laughs> I do
1: if you like fires in them. Ooga pooga <laughs> You sound like a really good caveman <laughs> It was the best caveman impression I've yeah. ever heard My mild West Midlands accent
0: <laughs> um, Like I say, I would I think they, My parents didn't really let us go down into that basement much When they were doing it up For good reason It was a bit dangerous and Yeah, it sounded Yeah you don't really want kids. Me and my brother, we both had quite bad asthma since we were born, and particularly not a good thing to send kids with asthma down into a damp, mouldy basement. But it reminded me of... So, Haunting of Hill House, we've seen that series, yes, haven't we? it's one
1: of my favourite things ever.
0: Yeah, me too. In fact, both of us, We, we me and Christina love it, love it. Watch, <laughs> it watch it annually, it's a, become a bit of a thing. Mm.
1: Have you seen? There's a new one, uh, oh, Midnight, by Mike Flanagan.
0: It's Midnight, Midnight Club. Midnight Club. I cannot wait. That looks good, doesn't it? I cannot wait, wait. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a sequence in one of the later episodes where they are drying out one of the basement rooms of Hill House, and there's lots of big fans in there and heaters and um, material around, I suppose, to capture some of the moisture. Now, that, when I saw that, it instantly transported me back to that basement because my parents had to go through that whole rigmarole of undampening the ground floor of that house. Oh, God. And it was filled with all sorts of strange equipment and things. And I I think just it it, it freaked me out even seeing that sequence because it took me right back to that place. Now, all I can remember about that basement being scary is it was very dark, one side of the... So, okay, the, the main basement, as you came down the stairs, it was strange because the house was built on a hill. So the main basement actually had windows because it went out into the garden.
2: Right, yeah.
0: How to the best describe it, you walk in the front door, then you have to go down the stairs to get to the garden. Just because just <laughs> the way the land was, which is unusual because it's probably one of the only hills in Northampton <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who's ever been there. The
1: haunting of, of Nick's house. Of, of the only Nick's hill hilly house. that happens to
0: be on, on a minor hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's got less of a ring to it. Um, anyway, yeah, so the, the main part of the, of the basement had a, a little bit of light coming into it, but the other part that you had to go through the spooky door to get to had no windows whatsoever. So the only source of light in there was the electronic light that was in there, which was, a I, th- I think, if memory serves me correct, it was one of those old tube strip lights, the buzzy kind. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Perfect horror trope
0: Absolutely, I mean probably because it was nice and cheap But did my it go god ding, 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 ding as well. It did, it did And it would it, I think it lasted a little while And it invariably would start to bing, 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 And fail And every now and then it would go off Now if you were in that room, and I did go in that room quite a lot Because I think my parents basically bunged a load of our toys in there It was their way of uh, getting the kids out of the way for a while <laughs> If it went dark Yes, it was terrifying because it was dark. But I could always swear that I could feel something mm. in that room. I don't know what—a presence, almost like something. You, you, that feeling that people talk about when someone's watching you—that creepiness of, uh, uh, that makes your skin crawl, you know. And then, and, and then, a, a couple of times, I could have sworn I felt some body or something putting its hands on my shoulders.
1: Oh no!
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which was, I, I I would say that was probably the beginning of what was weird in that house.
1: And did it feel like a, also hands on your shoulders, did it feel like it was an adult? I think so. Adult ghost.
0: I think so, yeah. The one in, the, the, the weirdness in the basement, it did feel like that. Yeah, there was something unusual. But it, I don't know, it didn't particularly feel threatening. Just yeah. strange. Just really strange. But I was a very young kid and I... I didn't immediately want to run away. I was just a bit weirded out and like.
1: Yeah, you don't because und- I've um, I I when I was a kid in our very first house, it was I've, I've spoken about this on a previous episode, so I won't repeat myself. It's the episode Childhood Ghosts. If you want to listen to that, uh, listener, there was a there was a time when I saw when I was very young a, a book slide across the table all on its own and. I At the time, I didn't think this is a ghost because I was too young. It was just like, that's an odd thing. It felt more like a, it was something... I didn't think it was a ghost. I felt it was as though it was just another human I couldn't see and it had done something for me to see. That makes sense to me. And I was... and it felt a bit... whether it was meant to be sinister or not, I felt it was like it was meant to be done just for me to see. And it was more unsettling than hmm. frightening. Do you know what I mean? So I can guess that's what you're More unsettling than as well. frightening. I, I think yeah. that's probably
0: the best way of putting it, yeah. So I didn't run out screaming or anything. Yeah. I just felt a bit weirded. I, I don't remember what happened. Did the lights come back on again? I don't know. I probably would have just left the room and gone back to the relative safety of the light. Second, <laughs> other basement. I mean, my Lego was in that room, so I wasn't going to give it up that easily. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you experience anything else in that cellar?
0: No, the cellar itself...
1: Did your mum? Ah,
0: yes, we missed out on a big one. <gasps> yes, yes we did. Um, no, I think this was in the cellar. So, at some point in time, I developed an imaginary friend. What I believed was an imaginary friend, what my parents tell me was an imaginary friend. And this imaginary friend was a young boy called Claudie.
1: Claudie? Claudie, yes. Yeah, Claudie.
0: So, Well, you see, now that's what I that's what I remember. Maybe that's an implanted memory, but Claudie is what my parents assure me. I used to call this imaginary friend. Maybe he was called Claude, and I just did what kids do. Claudie (laughs) had an e at the end, but not on your
1: surname.
0: No, no e, no, no, no. Um, And I have got a very distant image in the back of my head as to what I think Claudie looked like. Again, I don't know. If it's particularly accurate, if it's an implanted memory, as they call it, if it's from years of watching spooky things and reading spooky books, I don't know. But it definitely fit the, the what a young lad in Victorian times would be wearing. You know, you, you kind of look at the... The young chaps that had to work in various disgusting jobs, like going up chimneys and things like that. That kind of attire with a little flat cap and yeah. But my parents, I think the last time I spoke to my mum about this, she said, oh, but you you told us that he had green skin and purple hair or something. (laughs) I don't know.
1: I'm just thinking about green skin and purple hair. Why would you, so I saying, so let's think, let's assume that you did say that. But like possibly, it depends how he's appearing to you, doesn't it? You don't know if someone, if a ghost can manifest things to entertain you. Some people see ghosts as a hologram sometimes, and you know holograms when they're buzzing in and out that's true you never know what kind of colors and things come into your vision if you're looking at it my my um my boss once told me a story about one of her friends she was staying at someone else's house and she was in the bedroom and she woke up and there was an old man in the room and he was looking round Into the room As though he, he wasn't Paying attention to her And she was in bed And he was looking Around the room Like he'd lost something And she said he appeared Like a flickering hologram Oh wow So I that's what I was thinking of When I went a bit quiet there though. And
0: No but I think you're right I mean who, who the heck are we To think we know What would I mean nobody really Understands it Whether it was Purely a figment of my imagination or a genuine apparition, who knows? But, and, and as you say, you know, uh, how would something like that manifest itself? And as a kid, I, I could only express myself in what I knew when I was yes, a young child. There. So, you know, when you've been looking at kids' books and stuff, you're like, oh, Mr. Bump is blue. And they, I don't know.
1: You could have drawn a picture of him, but you only had green and purple crayons, and so. (laughs) It could have been. You are absolutely (laughs) right. Yeah. Anything. Purple
0: was your favourite colour. Purple was my favourite colour. See? Yeah.
1: Cracked that. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. You know me so
0: well. (laughs) So, yeah, Claudie became a thing for a few years, and we did get into mischief together. We definitely did. I mean, there was a few standard things that a lot of parents experience when kids have an imaginary friend. Things like, you know, can you set the table place for Claudie? Oh, and God. oh I'm going to play with Claudie and they're gonna be weirded out. Or oh what are you looking at? Oh, I'm just looking at Claudie He's <laughs> dancing. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, creepy little child laugh or
1: Claudie did it. <laughs> now that's that's
0: where we're getting to so there was a there was one particular event that I think scared the Majeebals off of my poor mother. Where she had come into the room and I was looking at something and there was a photo album. Yeah, it was a photo album that I was looking at and my mum had said to me, how did you get that? Now, when she said, how did you get that? To give this some context, the photo album had been sat on top of a very high bookshelf. And I mean, we're talking very high. For a kid who's five, six years old, this bookshelf was... Near the ceiling of the room, and it was a Victorian house which have notoriously high ceilings, you know, like yes. sort of seven, eight feet tall. <laughs> so when my mum came in the room and said, "How did you get that?" and I just looked looked at her square in the eyes. Oh, Claudia got it for me. Oh my God. <laughs> now I don't remember this. I wouldn't like that. But my, no, <laughs> she she didn't, and it still makes her shiver. When I asked her about this before we recorded this, she, bless her, she was saying, "Oh, Nick, don't make me think about that." <laughs> um, and it obviously really... So obviously really... It
1: still scares her. It oh, wasn't like yeah.
0: A... I think it really gave her the willies. Yeah, I think it really shook her up. Claudie
1: he got it for me. Ooh.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I I don't think it was a, an isolated thing. I think there were a couple of things that Claudie did. Claudie, in quotation marks, did. But there's no way I could have done without some sort of assistance, which is very... Str- I have no explanation for it. I don't think it's a case of, oh... My dad did it when she wasn't looking because they had very opposite work schedules, so they, were, they weren't always in the house at the same time. My brother is roughly the same age as me, so... And there's no way I would have been able to just... I, I definitely wouldn't have climbed it. I wasn't that much of an adventurous child.
1: Did your brother see Claudie?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so, but he he would play along with it sometimes and say, I'll come on, you know, you, you bring Claudie along if we were going <laughs> to play outside in night in the garden or something. It's strange because I think a lot of people have assumptions about kids with imaginary friends, like they're lonely or they need to make a friend. I wasn't, I wasn't an antisocial child. Mm. I had my brother and we played with each other quite well. We weren't confrontational particularly. And I had a lot of friends at school. I just think I had a very strong imagination. Or he was a blooming ghost. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I choose to believe he was a ghost. Sorry. Hopefully mm-hmm. that doesn't freak you out. That phone <laughs> He's back I wish it was a ghost <laughs> <laughs> What if it is? What if it's you like You to answer it And you go Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this?
0: <laughs> I don't know well, I mean what if you answer And it, Maybe it's just a ghost Who's desperately Trying to get hold of someone <sighs> The only way he knows How to do it Is to pretend to be A telephone marketing robot
1: It's gone again now <laughs> I'm gonna I am going i do not know how I'm gonna edit this with that thing. Just just leave it in. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> it's it's solid content, as we say in the marketing game.
1: So is that is that what so that's uh, your mum didn't experience anything in the cellar. I So are we
0: don't think so when I talked to my mum about this, she was fairly explicit in saying she didn't think it was a particularly scary house But then the thing you should know about my mum Is she's very averse to scary things She went I think she went to watch Nightmare on Elm Street as a young lass And hasn't watched a horror film since oh, She safe. She used to ask me If I was playing Silent Hill Which was a spooky spooky game on the Playstation yeah. She would ask me to make sure I took the disc out at night time oh, really? I think to stop the ghouls coming out of the game Yeah <laughs>
1: Well, it, maybe it's a it's a triggering thing. I think watched, so. Because uh, I watched horror films very at uh, a very very early age, and I find comfort in horror. films. Now, is, <laughs> I explain this on various different things, but yeah, obviously it didn't have that effect. But when I was a kid, I knew I sort of had this. My parents would not stop me from watching anything. Basically, if it was a horror classic, oh, wow. you watch it. <laughs> um, but like, I used to stop myself naturally from watching things that were, I just thought, I'm not ready for that yet. Like know, Hellraiser, at, at the time when I started watching horror films at the age of whatever. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure I'm ready for that film now. Yeah,
1: I just knew. not. Don't go there yet. And uh, Nightmare like it on feels Elm
0: Street. For, like it feels forbidden, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and Nightmare on Elm Street was one that I knew mm. I wasn't ready for yet. And I watched that when I was older. And so I had a sort of inbuilt thing. But obviously your mum... Was subjected to something A bit too early bit She too <laughs> Yeah
0: I mean she, she She's a retired nurse So she She had seen A lot of oh, stuff yeah. And spent a lot of time In scary hospital basements yeah. And things So I imagine Just not wanting To trigger those Nerves is A good thing But she She definitely agreed That that house it, it did have a tendency To be a bit creepy And I Particularly Had a few bad experiences In there Now Claudia was The tip of the iceberg I suppose uh-huh. Because Claudie had parents Parents? Claudie had parents, yeah At least I'm certain He had a father And I only got to meet him I think once, maybe twice (laughs) (laughs) I was quite poorly Um,
1: I thought you were just going to tell me You saw a cook move once But this is like No, this this is is, a little bit more intense This is mega
0: So I I, I, um, I wasn't like a particularly sickly child. I did have a few pretty scary illnesses and I've survived. I'm here today. Yay. Yay. Unless I'm a ghost and this is all imagination. But no, I did, I did. I managed to get through it all. Thanks for the little whoop from my wife. That was very nice. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> You're alive. Yay. That's a good thing to hear. Um, And I did used to... I was really freaked out by this house because it was an old house and things would creak and things would move and... There were things that would just, just just, just, scare me. Maybe it was the sound of my neighbors next door moving around. Definitely didn't sound like that to me. It sounded like it was on the landing outside my bedroom when I heard oh, the God. floor moving. And that used to really scare me because, you know, this house quite tall and narrow and um, I used to share a bedroom with my brother and maybe he was a heavier sleeper than me, but I would hear every bloody thing, everything in the house. So, if there was a draft going through the place and it made a particular whistle, that kind of thing didn't bother me because I was clever enough to think, hey, well, that's the wind. But I would hear a draft blowing through the house and then hear. And then hear. A couple of feet further on. I think, what the hell is going on?
1: Something moved. Something moving. It
0: would certainly sound like something trying to sneak along the landing no. outside <laughs> my
1: bedroom. I'm hiding my head in my computer. <laughs> And as you know,
0: we had one um bathroom in that house on the same story as our bedroom. And um, as you do, you know, sometimes you need to go for a wee and I had nights where I wouldn't because I was too afraid.
1: I'm still like that. I'm still <laughs> too scared.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have moments like that, but it's harder to hold the wee as you get older, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we are we are getting on now. <laughs> Not too far, but <laughs> Oh
0: dear. But yeah, certainly as a kid I would I would I would be too too scared to, to leave the room and either wait till morning. or I I, th- I think I probably did wake my brother up more than a couple of times, which probably made him hate me at the time for it. But he was lovely and he would always try his best to show me there was nothing to be afraid oh. of, which is very kind. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't see them when I was with him. That, that, that things wouldn't happen. I had a couple of instances where I would get up when it was dark at night time from my bed, leave the door and go out onto the landing. I think my parents were very nice. They would leave a little light in our bedroom because they knew that I didn't get unwell well with the dark. A very common thing with kids. But the landing itself, no, that was dark. And it was um, quite a spooky landing. You know, you had a flight of stairs that went down to the front door. And again, it was a long corridor, so it was quite dark. There was only a little bit of light coming in off the street through the front door. Um, But I think it was a frosted window, so it was like hardly any light. And um, wooden banister going across the top. There was like a little landing that went across to my parents' bedroom. One of those typical, like, slatted banisters, yeah. and I think that must have made it creepier because the little bit of light that came through the house from the front door would have cast weird little shadows through the banister. Anyway, that is the landing that I would hear things on going between my parents' bedroom and the staircase. I have no idea what used to cause it, but I don't know, it was an old house, it was warming up, it was cooling down. But it certainly to me and to my brain at the time, and if, I swear to God, even if I heard it now, I can hear it really well in my memory, oh it sounded like something creeping across that landing. Oh. So there were, on occasions, times when I would leave the bedroom at night time, uh, look to my right towards my parents' bedroom, and absolutely see something on that landing. Just a shadow, just a shadow shape.
1: And like an a tall, like... Is it was it Claudie's dad as well? Bigger than
0: bigger than me for sure. Say so probably grown up size. Yeah, definitely not Claudie. Claudie didn't manifest himself
1: But Claudie's dad. Was it Claudie's dad?
0: It could have been. What it you could, have, to Claudie's it dad? could have been, yeah. Claudie's dad we're not quite there yet, but it could have been it could have been before that event. It could have been a warning. It could have been something. I don't know what it was. It could have just been a shadow in the dark. Yeah. It, it scared the pants off of me. So I would either go and run to the bathroom, turn <laughs> the lights on and stay in the bathroom till morning. Happen, or I would do my business and run back across the landing with my eyes closed, which is a miracle. I didn't fall down the stairs. I think about it <laughs> um, and get back into bed and hide under the covers. So, Claudie's dad. When I when I actually saw what I believed to be Claudie's dad, I'd been quite sick. I'd been quite ill. I had a bit of a fever, uh, not an uncommon thing for me <laughs> as a child. I was quite unlucky with tonsillitis and things like that. But one particular time, I can remember. Being really poorly for quite a while, and I was a, I was asleep in my mum and dad's bed, which was a hell of a privilege. When you're a kid, going to your mum and dad's yeah, bed
1: yeah, when you that's reserved for when you're sick, isn't it? Quite so exciting. Really, the big bed is best. That's getting better. It <laughs> doesn't matter that you might be infecting them
0: with you. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they weren't in there. They were I think they were downstairs or something. It was just me on this big bed, <laughs> loving life and having, having a nice sleep until until I woke up because I've been having a bit of a fever dream now this might be key to what I saw and I'm quite a skeptic of these things despite what I've said
1: it's no it's healthy to it's healthy to look at the big picture yeah so it's you know it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're discrediting experiences mm-hmm. but it's it's a healthy way to look at stuff so yeah
0: absolutely yeah like, let's look at both sides of the spooky door I don't <laughs> anyway I, I, I I've been having a weird dream where it felt like there was something being thrown at me. Repeatedly, like something like a shoe or something hard being thrown at me. And when I woke up, at the end of the bed was this big, scary-looking man, (gasps) quite long hair and a big beard. I I believe, telling me that I shouldn't be there, telling me to get out.
1: Oh, no.
0: Continuing to throw things at me.
1: What was he... Could you... Was it physical objects that you could see being thrown at you? Or did it just feel? It just felt
0: like it. It just felt like it. But I... I, I, (sighs) Ah! (laughs) <laughs> In my head, I imagined it to be shoes and then stones. Yes, yeah, so it was quite aggressive. Whatever, the, whatever was going on, it was quite aggressive. It really shook me up. It really shook me up, and I think all of those encounters on the landing made me think, "Well, is is this what it was about? Is this
1: is this the landing creeper?
0: Is this it? Yeah, is this is this the guy? Now, I I don't explicitly remember Claudie. Telling me
1: <laughs> that
0: he had a dad and he was a, his dad was nasty, but
1: is it? Was he wearing? What was he wearing? Because he could have been from a different decade, wasn't, couldn't? could he? Or
0: so here's the here's the thing. It felt older. It felt. Much older than the house was even. Maybe, oh, really? M- maybe, maybe Georgian or older. No way. attire. I It wouldn't be out of the reason because that was quite an old part of town. There was a really old church that you could see from the bedroom window of my parents. Uh, my parents, but that's a weird way to say it. It's a very Yoda way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> the bedroom window of my parents. There was a, a church you could see from my parents' bedroom window that was really old. It must have been like 1600s or so. So there would have been a settlement around that area for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's... I just remember very vividly what I saw... That did make me cry. That did make me want to leave.
1: And did he disappear or just...
0: When I left the room...
1: Oh, you left the room with him still there.
0: I think, yeah, I think my mum came in and grabbed me. I think that's...
1: Does she know... Did, did she see anything? No. Did she just n- know that you're she, upset by she, something? I think she just...
0: I, I must have told her. I must have said there was a big scary man throwing herself at me. And you know, she was. A, she was, She would have been really lovely and just said, it's just a dream, darling. It's just a dream. And just taking me out of the situation. I'm pretty sure that's what it would have happened. And it probably would have taken me downstairs and had a... Good of tea and watched Indiana Jones or whatever it was that was comforting to me at the time <laughs> hey I want to do that now that sounds good I was just going to ask if your dad ever experienced anything like that with
2: you at all Um was
0: it always your mum no no my dad would have done he would have he'd have been there as much he was a lot more black and white than my mum would have been I think my mum was more concerned of get you out of that situation whatever it is whether it's in your head whatever and give you mummy comfort as it were. My dad was very, um, come on, it's just a dream, let's get you back to sleep, or you're fine, son, whatever. Um, just as caring, but in a, in a very different way. I think he was very good at snapping me into reality, which is probably something that I needed. He still he remains that way today. He's very good. If you want to hear an honest opinion, my dad was and is very good at doing, as you know, Christina. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a lovely chap. You don't mince his words. What about
1: your parents? Were you going to say anything about your, what your mum experienced? Or was it mainly Claudia-related? Because that... To be yeah. honest, that is... That, <laughs> that is extremely scary. I... <laughs> I think that would be... A, that represents quite a lot of... <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I don't know what I'm on about. I don't know how to finish that sentence. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I know
0: what you mean. I do. I, I think... My mum's experience was via the medium of Claudie, for want of a less spooky phrase, but I think it would have been her being concerned about what was happening. And the weird thing is, I don't really remember them discouraging me from having an imaginary friend. And I don't know if that's because my mum was uh, you know a medical expert and she had contacts to talk to. He probably said, No, 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 it's fine, it's just being weird, like all kids are being weird. And but they never really said, Oh, you need to stop. Talking to this imaginary friend and it's rubbish. They weren't like that. They were very open minded to just let me play and. Yeah. And maybe it's because Claudie intrinsically wasn't really a threatening thing, whether it was an imaginary friend or a ghost. I don't think they detected anything to be concerned about.
1: Yeah. Apart from the man throwing stones at you. <laughs> yeah, no, he are. Yeah, he won't me... have been the same person that put his hands on your shoulders, will he? He won't have been. What, what if that, it was? Hmm. But you said that wasn't threatening. Was That's a good a,
0: point. That's a good. And he point, was really yeah. angry. He was very angry.
1: Unless he was just in a mood that day, or was something you didn't understand <laughs> that the ghost did, or. I don't know. Maybe
0: he just absolutely despised children, and I was just in the wrong part of the house. did you say that on the landing, he used to, they used to heard the footsteps that went from your parents' bedroom...
2: Yeah, across to the, the landing, landing to the stairs. So I wonder yeah. if that was his area.
0: So it could have been him... I don't know. Let's let's throw a theory into the ether. Maybe it was him slogging back in from a day at work, and, oh, blooming children. I don't want it. Something like that.
1: Do you know what, though? Like, I've said this before on various... Other things I keep saying that oh. so Various other things
0: Various other <laughs> things You're fine
1: <laughs> He could You could have been haunting him
0: Oh and No you just
1: You could have been haunting him yeah. He might have been walking Along the landing In his dimension <sighs> And then This slappy footrun ghost child
0: Slappy footrun This slappy
1: footrun ghost child Keeps running across the landing Into my bathroom And now he's in my bed <laughs> This ghost I'm sick of this ghost <laughs> Get out! I'm oh, joking. you just
0: ruined my head. Yeah, um, that could be. There's, there's no reason to say why that why that didn't like, that, that like, is what like, like the a others. Of things are. Like the others. Yeah, like War the others. Manifestation.
1: It's a very clever film that, and yes. I, lots of people love it. So I don't think it's an underrated film. No, but I don't think that. Maybe it's it doesn't matter. Completely have the same... detached from reality that what I what my perception of what
0: Look, everyone's obsessed with multiverse at the moment, aren't they? So it's not hard for people to open their minds to the possibility of this, surely.
1: Our multiverse
0: doesn't have Spider Men times three in it, but it has <laughs> spooky, slappy footprint children.
1: Yeah. That just happened to be me. I do it. think it's some kind of interaction and I, I don't necessarily I'm not a big <sighs> I'm not a big believer in ghosts haunting their houses after they're dead, knowing that they're haunting them and but then But you could but, be but haunted. then but then again some people do experience things that seem to conform to that a little bit. So there's lots of different things that it could be. It could be lots of different things. And it could just be something might not be haunting your house. Your brain might be picking up on something that's repeating itself in some way. Ooh and it's your brain that's seeing yeah. it uh, but it doesn't mean that it's imaginary your let's, brain is just a heightened state of something well let's and be it's honest it's hard to explain isn't no, it no no I don't, no, I, don't I don't think
0: I think anyone who's experienced a false sensation whether it's through vision or hearing or something probably understand this I've got a good example of this and I and I don't. I don't know what to call it um, is that the boathouse in Reading? No, well, no that's. A, I do want to talk about that. Yes. There's something that me and Christina experienced together, which is a really rare thing. Are for, you
1: going to tell us, sorry, Christina? No, I will not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's pretending that she's shy by actually by actually being shy. <laughs> he's, he's, he puts things so much better than I could ever do. No. Well, we'll
1: see how you feel at the no, time. No, no, no. <laughs> we'll get to that.
0: <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say, okay, everybody says. I could have sworn I just saw. I could have sworn I just heard. Okay, so my example of this is I was driving home from work one day when I lived in Northampton and down a very long, straight country road, and about I don't know, a few hundred meters ahead of me, I saw in the middle of the road a swan. It was a flipping swan, there's no way it could have been anything but a I swan. I say
1: soldiers. <laughs> no, no, no. no. This, swan.
0: It's not, this isn't a scary thing. This is just an example of your brain doing dumb things. It was a swan. It was a swan. I was 100% certain it was a swan. Mm. So I was very cautious. I started to slow down before I got there. I was getting angry at other people, like, oh, why don't you slow me down? There's a swan in the road. Okay. <laughs> yeah, with, with every couple of meters closer to this swan that I got, the swan started to become more and more of a carrier bag Until it became a carrier bag And I thought, oh, what a flipping idiot You've just slowed down for a carrier bag to cross the road well, and, actually, and that's why people are honking at you
1: Carrier but, bags can do a lot of damage And they can get stuck to your exhaust pipe So That
0: is true, but they're definitely not swans But I was i was 100% certain now, I, I was wearing my glasses I was with it I was 100% certain it was, well, that's what I'm kind of trying to say. It's just the fact that, as you said, your brain can be so focused on something that you create that thing.
1: No, yeah, yeah. Your brain is a funny thing. Very. But sometimes it can imagine things that aren't what you think they are. Mm-hmm. But in the cases of sometimes when people have seen mm, something... Dad. Yeah, Claudie's dad or, you know, something where if there's something undeniably in front of them, that's what it is. And I know your brain can interpret things to look like things that they aren't, but I just wonder sometimes if your brain is just picking up on a thing that is a paranormal and it's not necessarily there, it's not sat in the chair, but in this psychic uh, plane, it is there. It's possible. But just to you, but it doesn't mean it's not you imagining it. Hmm. There's all, I just think, I don't know, understand why the paranormal isn't represented a bit more heavily by science. I don't understand why people think it's so ridiculous I, because people don't make things up for fun. Well, I think the thing... If think... they storytelling and it's fun to embellish stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. but if someone is just a sceptic and they've seen something or they're not into that kind of thing, and I just think... These things should be Documented a little bit more And I don't understand Why they're shoved Into the realms Of the ridiculous
0: Yeah just like Oh you're silly Because that's what But sort of, why is it oh, silly I It's not know. like
1: Just because you can't Explain it People are like Nope can't explain that yet So But it's like You never will If you don't like It's just, funny because listen There's no harm In listening to something I
0: mean I rub shoulders With some people Who are very Mathematically Or academically minded And that's because My brother's a A real mathematical Always He's a nuclear physicist An actual nuclear physicist Oh my god very, very tapped in with his numbers. But I think he'd be incredibly sceptical about this sort of thing. He'd pro- if he listens to this, he'll probably say, oh Nick, why did you bring that up?
1: But he's the kind of person who should be investigating <laughs> these things because he's got the brains for it. He
0: him. has. Come on, help but us I, out. I think, people, I think people with that <laughs> mind are very of the sort of, no, don't, don't be stupid. You know That, that defied, ah, I can't say I'm not guilty of this. Christina once thought she saw a ghost in our current house and... <laughs> One of the ways that I tried to calm you down was I, I think I told you that it, it defies the laws of thermodynamics according to what Brian Cox said, which is very hypocritical of me to be sat here talking it about. It helped me sleep, that's why. I don't. What was it?
1: You, do you want to say... Oh, wait, the phone is ringing again, everyone. Wait for the phone to speak and then we can speak.
0: The phone has spoken.
1: <laughs> do you think it's actually a real person? Let us check? What if it is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That budley is massive. Butterfly tree. Cause <laughs> it's um L. Robertson Robotson.
1: It was a robot. Oh. So tell us about your ghost,
2: please. Oh, it's not it's not really that exciting. I basically was climbing up the stairs to go to bed. And at the time, the, on the landing, the, the window on the landing had these, uh, lace net curtains that were sort of covering it. And I think the reflection of the landing light, of the light below, and I was climbing up, I actually saw what I thought I saw was a woman wearing this veil. And it freaked me out. <laughs> It turned out to be me It was my reflection In the mirror
1: <laughs> oh. again. I know it sounds really silly No but No, look, I, no I, I, that's, I, that's a good That's a good uh... But it For some I don't
2: know I don't know what State of mind I was At the time But I, I It really did freak me out when so you... I
0: had to call Because I was the only one In the house Ooh, so I had gosh. to call yeah, me. No, I Nick I think be... just to... Before I moved in Wasn't it Yeah, yeah. But that was I, I freaked myself out With exactly the same window So I know I know what you're talking about Yeah I looked bit, yeah. less pretty In a veil than you did <laughs>
1: A premonition of your own wedding. <laughs>
0: really <good> then, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Although no, you didn't have a veil. I didn't have oh. a veil, no, no.
1: <laughs> It freaked That's me sorry. so much that I just couldn't have a veil.
0: Yeah, I think I was just doing my level best to try and make you feel like, oh, well, that was just, just, just nothing.
1: So, what's this boathouse incident? So. This is when I was in Reading.
0: Yeah, we lived in, in um, the, the, the fair city of Reading. Is it a city?
1: Does it have a cathedral? I don't know If it has a cathedral it's allowed to be a city apparently If it doesn't it's uh, historically not allowed
0: Hmm. To show you the lack of attention That I paid when I lived in (laughs) Reading
1: Alexa, is Reading a city?
2: Yes
0: Oh that's
1: concise
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool
1: No Alexa, stop Alexa Thank you
0: you're welcome. See, that's just nice. Yes, yeah, See,
1: that is nice. Anyway, carry on.
0: Um <laughs> so we lived in the city of Reading and we used to go for walks in the university ground. We weren't trespassing. Christina was a student, it was fine. Yeah. Okay,
1: well I wasn't judging
0: you. Oh okay. Um we were going for a walk. It was it was really pretty, wasn't it? It was really it was like a oh, yeah. really lovely park. Yeah. Really beautiful grounds, and there was a great big duck pond. In this park, I mean, it's huge, absolutely huge, and um, it's a little river and then a pond. Yeah, we would quite frequently go for Thank walks you. through the grounds, but there was we, we we didn't go that particular way, not for any reason, just because we hadn't had need to go through that. We were normally walking. We uh, met the guy that was training that robin, the, the robin. Yeah, we yeah, and, the and he had trained a robin to land on his hand. It was quite remarkable. Aww. But yeah, so this big duck pond. And one day we decided to, rather than turning right and follow our normal path, we turned left and thought, well, let's walk around the pond this way. Now, in that corner of the park, there was kind of an old, I want to call it like a mock Tudor building on the corner of the pond. And we call it the Boathouse. I don't think it had a boathouse. I think it was just a, a probably a park keeper's house or something once upon a time. Anyway, as we approached... That corner of the pond, that corner of the park, nothing particularly weird to look at. It was quite a pleasant wooded area and the pond was in fairly good nick and all the rest of it. We both had the same feeling at the same time.
2: We were chatting the whole way while we were walking and I think we just... We just stopped. All of a sudden we just sort of stopped our conversation and just like... We looked at each each other and just said... Shall we go the other way?
0: I think it was more more direct. It was a, I don't think we should go this way. But we both said it at roughly the same time. It was just that instant instant feeling. Yeah, like something hit you, like a cold spear in the chest that was just... I don't think we should go this way.
2: There was just something that I was like, I don't really want to it? go that way.
0: Can, I, can we not? It
2: was, and it was best? weird that he had it at the same time as me.
0: We have not freaked each other out. No. It wasn't like one of us grabbed the other one. There was no sharp intake of breath. We were talking and then we just both stopped and looked at each other and said, that, yeah. I don't think we should go this way. And it was, what's the best way to put it? Just an uncanny un- mm. uneasiness. Mm. Now, who's to know But there was nobody else there. There was nobody else in that corner of the pond.
1: Or was there? Was there someone laying in wait in the bushes? Who knows? That's what I mean. It could have been a living person you were picking up on. It could have been someone who had ill intent towards Mm. you. I'm like a, a, sh- a mugger or something? I'm not necessarily yeah. saying it would be the worst thing.
0: A flasher. Who
1: knows? I'm a flasher.
0: But I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a strong believer oh, wow. in following your instincts. Yeah. yeah. In, in most situations, following your instincts. And I think it's saved me a couple of times that I think of that was one of them. Who who knows? As you say, there could have been somebody laying in wait. We could have been another statistic in the newspapers for oh, all yeah. you know. But, yeah. but we followed that instinct and avoided it. And we're alive today, so <laughs> something went right.
1: Keep following your instincts.
0: <laughs> no, always do. I only have one other really strong example where I did that. This is this is back in Northampton again. I was probably about seventeen. Again, going for a walk, and I used to, there's a, a fairly big woodland near where I lived at the time. It's called Halston Firs, it's quite a well known woodland in the area. Lots of people go there for walks. There's lots of open fields around it. And I was walking along one of the public footpaths in the general direction of the woods. And I just had that moment where you say to yourself, "Uh, I don't think I should go. I don't think Mm -hmm. I should go this way. I think I should turn around. And it's weird, isn't it? Have you ever had that? Where you just, something almost otherworldly just pings in your brain just to say, "Mm, don't do this.
1: I feel that way every time someone invites me to a meeting. (laughs) No. (laughs) But but, you know You get like um, Accounts of dogs Not wanting to go In certain rooms Horses rearing And stuff like that It's
0: it's that same feeling Yeah yeah, yeah. That you you imagine They must be feeling Um, I didn't I didn't continue On that path And I turned around and as it, as it turned out that afternoon, there was some really bizarre event, like a, a bunch of people had stolen a whole load of cars and burned them out on the heath in the direction that I was going to walk in. So maybe that was just some weird, I don't want to say premonition because I don't like the idea of a premonition, but the universe saying, ah, ah, stay out of this.
1: Well, yeah. And there's probably a science behind that, you know. Yeah, probably. There is probably a science behind it. Because instinct, when you think about what do you describe instinct as, it doesn't sound particularly rooted in reality, does it? No, but it's the force that keeps you alive. It's a force. Yeah. And so it's like, what other forces are there that could be explained in a similar way to instinct
0: yeah no it's it's bizarrely feasible when you put it like that I think we spend our lives trying to convince ourselves that something can't happen but why not
1: what's the park in Reading
0: I think it's just called Reading University Grounds yeah yeah, it it wasn't the University Grounds or University Park it's a beautiful park yeah it's lovely I don't think anything's maybe you're right maybe we're just somebody was gonna get us Mm.
1: maybe so, our friend Becky is getting married soon. Ah um, um, yes, she is. She's getting married in September, and we would sort of like to finish this episode to say can, I I'm I'm hoping this episode goes out before she gets married. If it doesn't, we'll have to do two kinds of shout-outs. So, yeah. Becky, if this episode comes out before you get married, congratulations. congratulations. Yay! <laughs> And wishing you all the best in your forthcoming nuptials. And if you're already married, Becky... Congratulations! Congratulations. (laughs) Either way, have a good time. Oh, I hope you had a good time. And long live love.
0: Indeed. I concur.
1: Do you reckon you uh, would like to come on again, Nick and Christina, to talk about anything else you've experienced? I
0: would absolutely love to if if people are interested in hearing me gaff on about stuff again. Yeah,
1: it's been good. Um, so you you told me recent. We won't talk about it too much yet. We'll save it. We'll unveil it for next time. But you've got an alien experience, haven't you? I
0: do. Um, And I think Martin would probably
1: like to sit in on that one because he's he's partial to an alien or two (laughs) of an Eve. (laughs) That sounds
0: like a a jolly good idea to me.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So maybe next time we can talk about your alien experiences. A,
0: A different kind of spooky.
1: Yeah. Christina, have you had any alien experiences? There is a ghost story in my family, but I don't know it very
2: well. I need to ask my mum about it.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, you should. It's a good one. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I
2: need to get the facts
1: right. Okay. I was
2: really I good
0: at that. Find out. So, yeah. And
2: uh, relay that story. So, you next
1: know. so next time we can do aliens and ghosts at the same time.
0: That sounds brilliant.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you both for coming on. Thank,
0: thank you, you so much. On. Yeah, thank you.
1: And thanks for listening, everyone, and for letting us inject a bit of Northampton soul into your day. I hope you found these ghosts to be good ones and that you were suitably entertained by them. Wow. Long live Northampton and all who haunt her, and may her power forever compel you to never presume, what should we say? <coughs> that those creeks upon the landing are just the house settling. Because they might not be. They might be Claudie's dad.
0: Oh.
1: Oh, no. Not Claudie's <laughs> dad. <laughs> Should we just live at that?
0: It works. Maybe <laughs> if it works for you.
1: Okay. See you later. Bye. Ta-ra. Bye. Budley is massive.